anyone like local person, you know, maybe small that you want to plug that you just like on the low? I mean, dude, it's smart. You just call out Billie Eilish, shoot your shot with her, and you're set. Today we welcome RJ Jones to the Hangtime Headlines podcast. RJ is ESPN's 10th ranked basketball prospect in the 2024 class. He's listed at 6'9", 226, with offers from some big-time programs such as Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Illinois, and more. How you doing, RJ? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. No John in the building, just me. I'm your host, Schwally. Hang time, headlines, like, comment, subscribe. YouTube, Spotify, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You know the deal. And we got a big interview today, so let's jump right into it. We had uh, Ian Jackson on the podcast the other day, and he said he didn't start hooping until 6th grade, which is kind of nuts, so pretty typical there, picking it up at a young age. And did you have any parents, maybe siblings, who inspired you to first, you know, start playing ball? Or was it just like you watched a game and you were like, yo, this is sick, I got to pick this up? No, it was probably my dad. Yeah, he inspired me. And uh, did he hoop growing up? Uh, yes, he did. Uh, do you play anywhere notable? I mean, honestly, like, that's a very successful route. Heads sleep on that, but Juco has legit basketball. I mean, we've seen many stories of players popping out of there, and even athletes that we interviewed, a lot of their parents were actually Juco parents, and then all of a sudden they have this kid, and they have this big basketball background, which is super beneficial. So do you have any coaches growing up, or was it really your dad your big mentor in basketball, would you say? It was probably my dad, and then other coaches came along the way. Do you have a hoop at your house? Like, was it at the crib or were you, you know, playing pickup outside? Were you going to the gym? What was the setup like at a young age? No, I was at my house and then we had different spots around the city where I could go hoop. And when did you, like, first start playing organized basketball? You know, not just shooting a little jumper here or there, but really, you know, playing in games. Probably, let's say, fourth, fifth grade. That's where I really got into like middle school ball and AAU. All right, so you play you play both because that's one thing we always ask our prospects. You know, there's some will just play AAU, some will be hooping in middle school, some will do both. What route did you take? I took both. You took both. All right, love to see that. Lots of basketball. And were you a forward from day one, bro? Because I was looking at your shot, and that's not the shot of a big man. That's, it's just it's too smooth. You know what I'm saying? So what position did you first start playing? Center. Then I gradually got into like handling and then getting my shot off quick so I could be like a wing for yeah. Center, so big man, did you have that size from an early age? Yes. Okay, okay, so that makes sense, but that's still impressive because I was going to say like I would have assumed you were a point guard growing up, you know, grew late, all of a sudden you got the stroke, but no, that's really impressive that you've just been developing that as a big man from day one. I think that's something that down the line is definitely going to be beneficial. Do you have any friends that you grew up playing that maybe you still hoop with now? No. No? Okay, okay. And so that that's fair, man. I mean, a lot of basketball is a journey. you got a family, but that family definitely changes along the way. Can you, I guess, walk me through your first memorable like either game or like play something where you were like wow I'm, I'm half decent at basketball you know yeah um well like in 
in kindergarten, well, that it was a long time ago, but like I hit this half court shot, and like we were in like we were playing in front of like the whole high school and stuff. They had a varsity team and stuff. And then I hit the half court shot. Everybody went crazy. Damn, the half court shot in kindergarten, bro. There's no way I could have even like tossed a basketball half court. That's crazy, bro. Whole high school going wild. And I guess that's a nice little transition because we like to talk about the crowds. I mean, you got that exposure, I guess, from kindergarten with the gym going crazy. But what impact would you say the fans have in basketball? Because especially with that sport, it's not like football or anything else. They are on the court. You know, you can hear them. It's loud. Yeah, so I would say, like, if it's, like, your home team and, like, the fans are going for you, that, like, motivates you and stuff to like do the best you can and plus if you're at a like a weight um stadium or anything like that can motivate you even more if they're like saying boo and stuff we feel that would you talk any trash you know not to the fans bro i mean maybe you do maybe you're calling them out you know don't don't talk to me like that but do you talk any trash on the court is that a part of your game at all no i just play RJ, not gonna lie, dude, we've run a bunch of basketball interviews, and you're the first one that said, like, nah, man, I just, I keep it to myself. It's like Kawhi, you're, you're silent, silent killer. I love that, I love that. So, what's the loudest stadium at this point you've ever played in? Because I'm sure it's not that kindergarten half-court shot. You've definitely been in some arenas, you know? Say USA maybe. Yep, saw that USA ball was going through the highlights. Yeah, and uh, if there was another one, I don't remember, but USA was pretty big. When you're at a loud stadium, when you got other basketball players talking trash because they're not all silent, how do you take that? You just sit there and you don't respond at all. Nah, I just I might look at them or something, but like I don't, I don't say anything. I kind of love that. I kind of love that, dude. That's sneaky. That's kind of fire. Let's go back a little half second and talk about middle school and AAU and how was that really different from each other? Was there a higher level of competition in one? Was one a little more fun? Did you get better coaching in one? How did your experiences differ? Because you mentioned you were playing both at the same time. So in fourth grade, that's when I started middle school and AAU. So I played fifth and sixth in fourth grade. And then in fifth grade, I started playing, I think I played, you know, I played, fifth grade, I think I played seven, eight, and then sixth grade, and throughout that, I played seven, eight, and then when I got to eighth grade, I played for varsity. This is my third year playing varsity, and I think AAU was way funner, because, like, we got to go places, and then there's, like, people on your team that is, like, at your school level or maybe a bit under. And then middle school was just, I mean, we won everything because the other schools around that were local were, like, like us, like, because we were real good. So do you have maybe, like, a favorite memory from that era, that middle school AAU era? Yeah, I had this 31-point game, and... That was probably the most memorable. And um, I think it was the championship game in fifth grade. Um, we were down 14, and then we came back because we were trailing the whole way, and then we just came back. How much time was left when y'all were down 14? Mm, maybe 
I think it was the first half, but then they kept like it kept going back and forth, back and forth. But then we finally pulled it off. And dude, we've like we've seen the tape, okay? Like we've been watching your highlights. You got some athleticism. It's clear you can absolutely throw it down. So when did you put down that first dunk? Was that in that middle school AAU era, or did that come a little later? Seventh grade, I think it was, that was after the season. It was on Valentine's Day, so pretty nice. That one true love basketball, throw it down on Valentine's Day. Love it. And so was that when you realized that you had a lot of potential as a player, or was there a specific moment where you were like, yo, I can – take this basketball thing and actually go places, be that, you know, college, the pros, make a future for myself? Like, when did you realize, oh, I'm, I'm half decent at basketball, you know? Probably, probably when I, like, fourth, fifth grade, because AAU and stuff, like, that was when I, that's when I, like, really got into it. So, yeah, probably fourth, fifth grade. And you mentioned, too, you were a big kid from day one, so you were probably dominating then, you know? Your listed size... There's a bunch of websites out there, bunch of different stuff, whole lot of nonsense. We always got to clarify this. 6'9", Is that accurate as only a sophomore in high school right now? I'm 226. 226. All right. Yo, we're going to contact ESPN. Get this squared away. You've been putting that work in the gym, bro. I love to see that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So when did you, like, first start training seriously for basketball in the gym in terms of not, like, on the court, but the weightlifting, the mass. It's clear you've put on some weight since whenever these nonsense websites came out saying you were 195. So when did that work really start, you know, in the weight room? Probably seventh grade, somewhere, or the beginning of eighth grade. I needed it for varsity. Because I was kind of like, I was kind of chubby. And once I got in the gym, I just like straightened out and stuff. So yeah. I mean, that's fair, bro. We're all college athletes. We're all lifting, too. And you got you to gotta fill out that frame. You know, that's one of the things that, like, when athletes go to college and then make that transition to the NBA, I think there's a huge difference in the gym and the meal prep and all the training. And you just see these dudes get absolutely yoked out of nowhere. So as I mentioned, you know, we be lifting. What are some of your favorite exercises? Bench, squat, you know, maybe deadlift, all sorts of stuff. What are you hitting when you go in the gym? Mm, I like bench. And what you putting up? Maybe, you know, not a one rep max on the bench, but what are you putting up in terms of weight? Because it's really tough, bro. We talked to the football players, and they're like 5'10", 5'11", short little running back. He can put a bunch of bench reps up because his arms are tiny, you know? The bench doesn't got to move very far. But you're 6'9", bro. Like, you simply have to move the weight a lot further. So what you putting up on the bench? Probably around, like, 230. Oh, big dude. That's, that's more than I've heard. That's a lot of weight. Damn, bro. You're not lying. You're getting that work, and there's a reason you're up to 226. All right, so let's take it back to the court for a little bit. I mentioned the three-point stroke earlier, bro. Your shot is beautiful, and we've seen your ability to stretch the floor. I was watching this video, and uh, I think it was your high school coach talking, and he said you were like the second or third best shooter he'd ever worked with. And I just watched a bunch of your film. I was like, no way. Get that out of here. Like, this kid's wet. Who you been working with? All right, he mentioned Joel Embiid. So it's clear, you know, there's some, there's some talent around the area. So talk about your three-point shooting. And uh, has your coach really helped you at all, being that he's worked with some experienced players like Joel who can absolutely, like, shoot a basketball? Yeah, so I think my dad taught me how to shoot at first. 
then once I got older, coaches kept telling me, like, typical just tell me, like, well, they fixed my shot, so I just grabbed what all the coaches said and, like, put it together. And then last coach that I am now, we have a shooting coach at The Rock. He just continually fixes my shot and tells me new things to do and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, modern NBA, you're going to need that big man who can shoot. That's just an absolute must. So how big a part of your game is your three-point shooting? It's a really big part. Yeah, I use, I use it a lot. That spacing, you get the dribble drive, you get to throw down. So you mentioned that you scored, I believe it was like 30, 31 points in middle school. What's the most points you've ever put up in a game? 44. 44? Love that. In the 40s. We're going to get a 50-burger one time, bro. I can't wait to see that. Absolute bucket. You got a little mid-range game fadeaways too, or is it just three and drive, you know? Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been working on. Uh, more driving, more handling, and more mid-range stuff this summer. It was noted in an article, I believe, that I saw. I also was just, dude, I was watching your highlights. You, you can dish the ball around too. So can you talk a little bit about getting your teammates involved and what role that plays for you? Yeah, I love getting my teammates involved, like, um, ever since I was younger, I've been a pretty good passer, good IQ around the court. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good part, too, in my game. I mean, I did see that you mentioned you model your game after AD, I think, and he is a pretty good passer for a big man. So, it's really good when you got that big man who's all around, who can dime it out. Let's talk maybe a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I saw you blocking some heads. Can you talk a little bit about that? How big are you in the paint? You know, you, you get that energy more out of getting a big block or maybe taking a charge? Charges. I love charges. Uh, last year, I was the top person on my team to get charges. Yeah, I love charges. Damn, that's crazy because when the big man can take a charge and also come up with a block... That's scary. What about, what about steals? You be picking the pockets of these big men? Because some of them, they'll be fumbling and bumbling all around, and you got some dribble moves. You know, you can handle the ball. So is that something that you go for on the defensive side of the game, or are you just trying to block them when you get to the rim or, you know, set your feet and draw a charge? Yeah, I do a lot of steals in the paint. So last year, I started getting on the top of the um, press, like full-court press. I was at the top, and I got a lot of skills from that. I mean, those steals going to turn into easy transition points. So let's talk about another part of basketball we like to get into, the film. How much film do you watch right now? So that's what I'm working on right now is watching a lot more film because I, ha I, I haven't been really doing that. So this, this um, season and next summer, I'm going to start getting more into that. And do you think that's filmed more on, like, your own game and trying to improve it? Or is it, you know, looking at maybe a potential matchup that you're going to face or trying to, you know, look at someone like, you know, an Anthony Davis who you model your game after and see if you can maybe steal one of his moves? Like, what exactly are you looking for in film? Uh, probably things to fix up on my game and the opponent that I might be playing against. Okay, you know, I mean, film's a big part of the game. I think it's honestly slept on because you just see these players who will take players from older generations moves and just absolutely run wild with them so let's talk about some food man you're bulking up 226 what are you eating bro you're six nine you're huge massive human being nothing special really just 
just I my mom cooks a lot at home. And yeah, it's nothing special. I mean, dude, I love those good home cooked meals for my parents. What about going out? Have to pick one fast food. What are you grabbing? Those are some sneaky choices. I like that. I like that. So food, gym, film, ball. Whole other side is academics. How are you able to balance the academics with all the ball you're playing, all the weight room you know, work that you're putting in, all the film work? That's a lot of time, you know? So where does academics play a role in your life? It's a huge part of my parents are bummed me about academics because, I mean, if I get hurt the next war, well, if I get hurt, and, like, and I can't play basketball again. That's when academics takes over. So academics is a very big part of my life. 100%. That's a great response. And so when you're looking at schools, do you look at a school like, you know, oh, I want to go to a Duke or a UNC or a Texas like because they got good basketball and that good academic program? Or are you looking for a school that, you know, just is traditionally a basketball powerhouse? You know, maybe it's a Kentucky and you're like, they got a great basketball program. I want to be at a school that just lives, eats, breathes, dies basketball. Are you thinking like arenas? I want to be in a place that's packed every night. What are you prioritizing in terms of like when you look at different colleges? I need basketball, like diehard basketball and academics. Yeah, I need, I need academics too. I mean, dude, the facts are you're a stud basketball prospect. I think you're going to go places, but to have that mindset where you got the academics and you're like, yo, I need to, you know, get my degree and all of that, that's a really good one. Even if you don't get it at the beginning and you finish it up later, I think those basketball players that are well-educated, I mean, they can just quite simply even just do more with their money that they make. So let's talk a little bit about the college recruiting process. The thing I like to ask all the guests that we have on is, can you talk a little bit about that first offer that you got? Maybe it's not the biggest name school ever, but there's some validation there. You've been putting in all the work, and to have a school come after you and give you that first offer, what was that like, and like, how did you feel? Walk me through that a little bit. It was great. I got an eighth grade year, and yeah, it was a pretty special moment. From which school and how did it happen? Was it that like the first time you were noticed by college scouts or was it like, oh, this is completely out of nowhere or they see your film somewhere? How'd that all go down? Um, so I think they see me from, well, Cleveland State was a um, school and there's this dude, Alec Oglesby, he went there, so... They used to come in a lot, and I guess they see me, and I was putting in a lot of work, and then, yeah, that's how they noticed me. It's good to see that pay off. How many offers are you up to now? Five. They're going to keep stacking, I promise you. Have you visited any camps, and have they played a role at all in your recruiting process? I mean, I saw you at Team USA Basketball, but that's just not a camp, you know? That's a basketball team, a national basketball team. Have you visited any camps? Now you camps. Have you met any coaches? You mentioned that one coach from Cleveland State that saw you playing, and we know it's very tricky with the NCAA and the whole recruiting process. But you know, have you reached out to any coaches? Yes. Yeah. Sure.
Can you maybe talk about one cool experience you've had? Like, Kansas was, I think that was one of the ones maybe right after the Cleveland State one. Um, he was, like, really interested in me. And we've been, we've been talking a lot of stuff. So, yeah. All right, all right. And was that cool to just be talking to, like, a big-time coach like that, you know? Like, I, you can send as many messages as you want, but it doesn't mean they're going to respond. So, you know what I'm saying? You connect with a Kansas coach. You're like, all right, this, this dude can even teach me something even if I don't go to the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really big. That's good to see, and you see how I ask those questions, bro. It's, it's you reaching out, you know. We, we know the NCAA process. We're all college athletes. It's a mess. And speaking of that process, it takes a lot, bro. It's a lot of energy. How have your friends, maybe family, and others helped you throughout this college recruiting process? It's been great. My, um, yeah, it's just been great. A lot of learning opportunities and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are your parents the most influential when it comes to that? Or do you have any, you know, tight friends that you've been around? How does the social circle work in terms of, like, that process and who's overseeing it for you? Maybe it's just you, you know? You're like, ah, this is my decision. I'm good at basketball. I'm picking wherever I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents play a big part in the coaching staff at my school. It's good. That's good. I like to see that basketball, that tight social circle. And so, like, I've been through high school, RJ. But I was just not a top basketball prospect, not in the slightest. Do you feel like you have a spotlight or any added pressure just being the athlete that you are? No. No. Not at all. This is so great to hear, bro. Just no pressure, living life, no trash talk. It seems like you're just chilling. You're cooling it, bro. You're just putting in that work and like not worried about it. I think that's a great mentality. Yeah. So have you matched up against... Any other college recruits or current college players, maybe NBA players that you've trained with? Talk about some cool experiences in terms of, you know, people that you've played with on the court. Probably some uh, UF um, alumni people. Like, I played with Billy Donovan's son. Okay. And Pickup and uh, other players that play at um, UF. They came to the Rock, and then you got uh, Scotty Wilkins and other alumni from the Rock that come back. And so you keep mentioning, you know, the Rock. Have you ever reached out to Joel and Bede? Has he ever contacted you, or are there any other notable alumni that you've reached out to? Because I mean, you're a highly touted prospect. If I can find you, I'm sure Joel knows about this kid RJ, who's hooping at his former school. No, he hasn't really reached out to the Rock. He only came here one year, really. Doesn't really come back and stuff, but Scotty Robertson, yes, and Mitchell Robertson. And it's good just to have those almost mentors in a way who have been through the process before who can help you out. So, how did it go when you were playing pickup against these, you know, UF, these Florida players? How did it go? I mean, because these are alumni, maybe current players, these are heads that have been at the next level. So, how do you think your game competed against them? Uh, it was a learning opportunity. Um, got to learn some stuff from them, and I just got to see where I am and what I need to improve on. It was, it was good. Good learning experience. That's what it's all about, jumping up to that next level, just learning, taking some bullets, you know, and improving your game. So we've talked a lot of positives, but everyone goes through struggles. Do you have any 
tough moments in your basketball career that you wouldn't mind sharing? And how did you, like, overcome this obstacle? Probably, like, little injuries throughout the way. Those were really tough for me. But I had to keep my mind straight and know there will be a better outcome. And that's, I mean, that's not unusual, bro. NBA players, you get nicked and bruised. You're playing a bunch of basketball. What is maybe one injury that you went through where, you know, you felt like that changed your character? Can you walk me through maybe one of those injuries that you had to recover from and how specifically that was just, you know, tough on you, not being able to hoop, not being able to play with the boys? I had a foot injury in eighth grade. That was pretty tough. And a lot of growing pains in my knees because I had to sit out couple games and stuff. Yeah, probably those two. Nothing major, nothing major, though. I mean, NBA players, as I said, they're dealing with it. So we saw that you modeled your game after Anthony Davis. Are there any other NBA players that you'd say your game resembles? Um, I'm starting to build into, like, a KD, in a way. Got getting my handles right, quick shot up. Yeah, things like that. I mean, you got that length, so I'm sure you can just pop a shot over pretty much anyone like KD. Would you say KD, Anthony Davis, is your favorite NBA player? And if not, who is your favorite NBA player? Yeah, probably KD and AD. And you're from Florida, or at least going to school there. So what is your favorite team? Is it is it the Nets, Lakers? What teams are you rooting for? Mm, I don't really have a favorite team, but um, I think the Nets, like championship and who's going to be in that. I think Lakers and Nets, but we'll see. Both those teams stay healthy, bro. They're in business. Yeah. NBA players, even just non-NBA, non-basketball players at all like myself, I played some 2K. We see players playing 2K. Do you play 2K at all? No, I don't play video games. I love it. Just work. I'm sure you understand 2K, though, and I got to ask you this question. If you were to get a 99 in any attribute based on your game, what would you give yourself a 99 in? And what about if you could just, like, get a 99 in any part of your game, not realistic at all? Like, you just get to pick, and you are a 99 whatever. What are you picking? Uh, if balance is a thing? Yeah, like absolutely. Do you have your vertical measured? Do you have any clue what your bounce is? I mean, bro, we're seeing you get up there. You're a big dude. But obviously, if you could jump like LeBron James or something, it'd be impossible to stop you. What's your vertical at? You know? No, I don't know. I haven't measured it in a while. Well, you can jump. I promise you. Not flat-footed. A lot of basketball. No 2K. No video games. It seems like you're just chilling. Do you have any off-the-field interest? Like, if you just got time to yourself, maybe, you know, you're taking a day off. Maybe... You're, you know, just before you're going to bed or something. Like, I have no clue. You're watching Netflix. You go to the beach. What are you doing? Maybe one thing in your free time that isn't basketball related. I like listening to music and drawing. I like drawing? That's cool. You like a good artist, bro? That's fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so low-key, dude. You just kind of slid that in there. Another thing we don't hear. This is just a unique interview. Music question. Gotta ask it, what type of music you listening to? What type of rap? What type of artist? Maybe it's not rap, but for the most part, the basketball players, it's been rap. Yeah, I mean, I listen to rap, but that's not, like, my thing. I like 
I just like chill music. Like, I guess Billie Eilish, stuff like that. I'm not really a rap person. You're just chill, RJ. You're very low-key, cool in it. I like, I like the mentality. Billie Eilish, banger. Any other artists you want to shout out that you listen to? Okay. Anyone like local? Any person, you know, maybe small that you want to plug that you just like on the low? No, I a lot of local people. I mean, dude, it's smart. You just call out Billie Eilish, shoot your shot with her, and you're set. That's all you got to do. So, before the games, are you listening to Billie Eilish or do you have, you know, maybe a little more pre-game music that gets you amped up going into the games. What would you say? Maybe you're not listening to music at all. Maybe it's when you're training. When you got to, you know, get that. Can't be too chill. You got to get going. You know what I'm saying? What are you listening to? Uh, well, that's probably when I would listen to some rap and stuff to get me going. And then, depends how I feel. Probably listen to Billy Eilish and stuff. Yeah. Elite, bro. Elite. What is something, maybe one piece of advice, you like to give yourself now for five years down the line? Work hard no matter what, and don't take things for granted, because you don't know when it could be taken away. Wow. That's the first like answer that anyone has given to that question that I myself would give to that question. I mean, even life, like I'm not going to get all philosophical with you here, but like... Dude, it can disappear in an instant. And people that realize that, like, it's just a blessing to be around and you just got to keep putting in that work and appreciate all you got, that's just, that's a mature, humble thing to say. So let's flip it around a little bit. This is a trippy one. Vice versa, what's one piece of advice that maybe your older self, if they could look down upon your younger self, you right now, what's one piece of advice that maybe you'd give yourself? You know, if you're thinking a little, like, critically about, yourself, your own habits, anything, what's one thing, like, one piece of advice that maybe your older self would look down and be like, yo, RJ, like, do this, you know what I'm saying? Um, keep your head up, keep working, and keep God first. You got all the priorities straightened out, RJ, all of them, dude. This is just a sound interview. You're so chill. I feel like I could just sit here and just, like, send questions your way for hours, and I'm just going to get the same, just, like, cool and it response that's just like down to earth oh thank you so much for joining us is there anyone you want to shout out right now i'm gonna say it mentioning your parents but anyone else you want to shout out right now before we wrap this thing up hey my school the rock and the parents the parents bro you got to shout out the parents shout out the parents i did it for you but shout out the parents bro they they support us all right, hang time, headlines, as always, like, comment, subscribe, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, social media, all of the nonsense, toss a thumbs up. RJ, it's been a pleasure, bro, absolute pleasure. I appreciate you giving us the time. Great interview. Young ballers out there, listen to this one. Take away from RJ that mentality. Don't get worked up about it. Appreciate the life. Down to earth. Stream some Billie Eilish. Bangers only. And that's all I got for you. RJ, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bowling crazy with the hang time.